this week on the Roommates Podcast. Honestly, you say young men. Mm. You know who I think really needs us more? I think the the young the young girls. Young girls? The young girls. Why do you say that? Just because, man, a lot of those girls, man, they misguided. Heavily you, misguided. Like, yeah, what you mean? With with I mean, it's just so many different influences out there from, you know, what you see every day on TV, mm-hmm. like, you know, Bad Girls Club or yeah. Love and Hip Hop. You yeah. know, we got a lot of girls who Try and act like they they own the show in the schoolhouse. Oh, my Lord. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then you got that influence, and then you got the influence of social media mm-hmm. or the influence of what your friends think or what your friends are saying or what's viewed as popular, you know? Mm-hmm. Good America, this is your boy Chris, the star of the show, and welcome to the Roommates Podcast. Also, known as the best hour of your week, where you're entertained like a stand-up, educated like a TED Talk, and enlightened like a sermon. <clears throat> and this is a Bingo exclusive. Ooh, because Hafiz is not here. <laughs> Kicked him out. He doesn't need to be here. I told him, just say everything up and just walk away. So, thank you, Hafiz. <laughs> appreciate it. You're loved. You might be missed, might not be. I got this chain poking out like, like I'm somebody and put this in. But uh, America, first of all, we want to thank you for tuning in again. Thank you. Thank you for the YouTube. Uh, I didn't tell you to talk yet. I'm sorry. Yeah, hold up, fam. Uh, shout out to all the YouTube people. Like, comment, you know what I mean? Do all the things you do. You can find us on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts. We're on Facebook somewhere. IG, my DMs are open. It's okay. <laughs> Twitter tweet, <laughs> all those things, we're there. So um, make sure you check those things out. Like, comment, follow, and share. And now, <clears throat> introducing my first guest with career stats of uh, 5,493 passing yards in the state of Texas. I want to say around <laughs> 43 Passing touchdowns with probably two rushing touchdowns. Relax. <laughs> Relax. A completion percentage, I would say, around, nah. First beginning of the year was kind of rough, so that brings the average down. <laughs> I would say around 63%. That's terrible. <laughs> uh, Dagum State Player of the Year nominee, right? Am I correct at that? Sure. Player of the Week. Winner of one of those weeks in 2011-2012 season. Am I correcting that? Sure. Uh, Texas Hall of Fame. Am I correcting that? <laughs> yeah, he gassed <gasped, laughs> <Right>. man. <laughs> Channelview Hall of Fame. Football. Legendary quarterback. My guy. My best friend. Avrion Travars Hurts. Say what's up to the people, my G. What's the deal, my people? How my you people. guys doing? How you ready, you man? Doing? You ready for this? Great. I'm you know, ready. people in London gonna hit us, right? Hey, shout out to London. I, we got go. London is like our number one international city, so up? we're definitely pulling up in London, twenty twenty probably. So I need to get my passport. In other words, you definitely gotta get your passport. Um, them ticket prices are not cheap at all. So twenty twenty, plan ahead. Uh yeah, but goddamn, you know, anything can happen. So we'll see. But yeah, man. So you want to tell the people about yourself? You know what you do? Why you here? Et cetera, et cetera. Mm, well, 
Below already gave y'all the illustrious, the illustrious introduction. Um, you didn't pass to me as a receiver, by the way, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> I was the third best option, but okay. I understand. Okay, back Probably to the fourth best. back to the matter at hand. Uh, I'm Avrion Hurts. Um, obviously, me and Chris, best friends. Yep. Um, I'm a teacher. I'm an educator. Mm. Um, I'm also a football coach. And this year, a new baseball coach. Oh, so, congratulations. Uh, yeah. Appreciate that. But um, why are we here, B-Lo? What are we, what are we talking Man, about? Man, we're talking about black men in education, my G. Black men in education. Yeah, because... So that's I'm, why I'm here. That's why you're here? Um, I just know it's at least being in freaking middle school, junior high, Childview, high school, whatever. Uh, it's not too many black teachers. Not at all. Um, and... Well, I would say the age range is, like, if they are black male teachers, um, probably 28 and up maybe or 30 and up. I would probably say 30 and up one time we were in high school, especially. And um, I just see, like, most of the teachers I remember are all women, you know. And um, and I feel like there is a need for, you know, young male teachers in you know, in the education system because of multiple reasons, especially Thanks. nowadays. Um, and I know the most impactful people that's been on my life as a childhood, besides my father, has been my coaches. Like, you know, your dad, shout out Coach Hurts, and shout out to, you know, Turnip C. I mean, all of them, you know, Duchenne yeah. Holmes. Um, like, all those people really impacted my lives. Um, and I realized I don't think I would have got that impact from those male teachers if I didn't play sports. Big facts. Big so facts. it's like, what about the kids that aren't playing sports, especially the, the young men? Like, how, like, who's impacting them, you know, if they don't have, you know, great fathers like we had? Well, <clears throat> honestly, you say young men, mm. you know who I think really needs us more? I think the, the, young, the young girls. Young girls? The young girls. Why do you say that? Just because, man, a lot of those girls, man, they misguided, heavily you, misguided. Like, yeah. What you mean? With, with, I mean, it's just so many different influences out there from, you know, what you see every day on TV, mm -hmm. like, you know, Bad Girls Club or yeah. Love and Hip Hop. You yeah. know, we got a lot of girls who try and act like they they own the show in the schoolhouse. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then you got that influence, and then you got the influence of social media. Mm-hmm. Or the influence of what your friends think or what your friends are saying or what's viewed as popular, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times it's hard for not only the the males, but the females especially. But, I mean, I'm not placing one over the other. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot of people trying to be something that they are not, especially at that age, because you have so many different influences tugging mm -hmm. you from different directions. It's really hard to find your way. I never really even thought about it like that. Um, I'm sure, like, I don't, I'm not an expert or anything, but I know that having both parents at home for a male and a female is definitely, you have a better chance of whatever. So important. Yeah. So, like, what are some of the stuff that you're hearing from women? Like, are they, or for the, from the young girls, are they just, you know, more sexually, like, promiscuous? That's what it is? Very. And... It's it's funny because you were talking about <clears throat> the connection that you had mm -hmm. with your teachers or your educators when you were in school. Yeah. And 
just being honest, if you put yourself in the shoes of a student, uh, a freshman, because I work at the freshman campus, let's just say you got a teacher who's 24 and you got a teacher that's 58. Yeah. Naturally, who do you think you would gravitate towards? The younger teacher. The younger teacher. So <clears throat> me being young, black, you know, fairly athletic still. Yeah. I can do those things. Kids, they gravitate to me. Yeah. And they gravitate to the other teachers on campus the same way they do with me. But because I do a lot of those things, I hear a lot of those girls saying things amongst themselves. Yeah. And I got to kind of tune it out. Yeah. I, I can't let them know that I'm hearing what they're saying because, bro, they be saying some absurd like, things. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah, like Coach like, Hurts this, Coach Hurts that. And I would never, I would never think, when I was a freshman, girls weren't talking like that. Yeah. Or they, they, they may have, <laughs> they may have been, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I was, I was really blind to that. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Because I was a sheltered kid. Like yeah, you said, yeah. I came from a family, I, I got two loving parents yeah, yeah. that are happily married, yeah. living together. You know, I got the the poster child kid yeah, life. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I didn't really get the the other side, but a lot of these people are kids, single households, yeah. and you know they just out there doing their own thing. So like I'm I'm naturally like a solution like like based person. So if we know that that kids, you know, especially the freshmen, relate to younger teachers. Mm -hmm. You know, how can we, or, you know, as a society, as a community, to really, you know, kind of put that in force? Because, like, I think you're right. Like, even now, uh, I'll probably relate more to just you, you know, then back in the past, then my father, because he just didn't understand what our generation went through, right. you know, and like, and because social media is real um, and and the things that we see on our TV and things we talked about always plague in our minds all the time. So is this something where we have to bring like an initiative forward to really, you know, make sure that we can get out like, hey, you know, if you are questioning your job or if you question your purpose, like consider being a teacher because the impact on the youth is something, especially if you're young, I would say younger than 35, um, it may be a way to go. Yeah, bro. The that teaching, man, it's a it's a job, bro. It's a it's a true task. Like would you, like explain, like, because I don't know. I mean, I just right. see, I mean, only things that we hear is like, you know, teachers are underpaid, um, you know, they're Which is but not, over, it's overworked. Not, that's, that's not true. Yeah. I don't I don't think that teachers are are underpaid. Well, probably because I get a, a decent coaching stipend too. Yeah, that helps. But I mean, teachers, they get paid a lot of money, but where that stance comes in is mm -hmm. because of the things that they deal with on a daily basis. Like like for example. <coughs> man. <laughs> man. Okay, so Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, our team is playing in the playoffs. So it's a exciting day at the school. Mm -hmm. But it was supposed to be career day. Oh. It was supposed to be career day. But the day before, the kids, they got this thing where they like to airdrop on their phones certain type of things. Mm. So I airdrop it was not <laughs> was not present back in the day. It, yeah, I, Apple didn't have airdrop back <laughs> then. You know what I'm saying? So Ooh. a kid airdropped 
that basically there was going to be a shooting at the school tomorrow. Okay. So <laughs> it ended up getting sent to everybody in the school. Yeah. And we're like, uh, what, uh, what the hell going on? Like, yeah, yeah. man. And kids don't really understand like the magnitude of something like that. Like that's a felony charge and that's yeah, yeah. time. Yeah. But kids being, they being kids, they, yeah. they don't know, you know? So we had to deal with that. Career day ended up getting canceled. Just because of that. Just because of that. Airdrop. Airdrop. So Friday, we come back to school and of course half the school is gone. Yeah. Didn't even show up because yeah. of the threat. Yeah. So we're dealing with the fact that the attendance is cut in half. We got kids trying to be places they're not supposed to be or do things they're not supposed to do. Things that you wouldn't really do on a normal school day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I mean, that's just something small. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you get certain things on the day to day and it's different yeah. every day. Every day. So how do you how do you keep your students engaged? Because if you know we're in school eighty percent or kids in school eighty percent of their day, you know, and it's gonna be hard to, you know, stay focused on your schoolwork and not talk about girls and not airdrop buffoon stuff, <laughs> <laughs> you know, over there and there. But uh so how what is like some creative ways that you keep your students engaged because, you know, even though they're young, but these are pitiful parts of their their lives. Like you're setting yourself up for the future. So how do you keep them engaged? Well, the decent thing about my teaching situation is the fact that I'm a co-teacher. Okay. So I share a classroom with a general education teacher because I work with special ed kids. Oh, my, but, that, my, is that a different challenge? or? I mean, yeah, but you, when, once you get in the education field, you learn that you grow a certain love and attachment for those kids in mm -hmm. comparison to what the world considers a, a regular child. Yeah. Because they're just like everybody else. Yeah. And my relationship is probably stronger with my spare kids in wow. comparison to them. I saw one of my spare kids at Walmart yesterday and he ran, runs up and gives me a hug in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. What's up, man? <laughs> Give me a big hug. And that's just something, something that I really appreciate and makes me feel like I'm doing my job the right way. But... In terms of keeping our kids engaged, like I was saying, I'm a co-teacher. So when the general teacher is struggling with the discipline aspect when trying to teach a lesson mm -hmm. or something, you know, I, I can come to the side and, you know, I can tap on them and let them know, hey, this is what we're supposed to be doing, da-da-da. Come on, man, you, you know what's up. Or I, I crack a joke, make them laugh like, oh, all right, you're right, Coach Hurst. I got you. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to book it down. Or... I could interrupt the class and, you know, get a joke and kind of like loosen everybody up. And then, boom, we we just take right back off into yeah. the, the lesson. You know, it, it's a bunch of different ways that you can keep them engaged. But, you know, uh, like I said, it's just so many influences out there pulling kids away from what's actually supposed to be being done, being done. Like, if we're in class and we're going over a new topic, first of all, I teach math, okay? <laughs> I teach math. So when you come in the classroom and you grab your calculator, your calculator is supposed to be put in the blue basket. Yeah. Don't keep your calculator because if you have a calculator, I mean, don't keep your phone because if you have a calculator and your phone, you're wrong. Yep, you're wrong. So, so 
That's a bar up. right there. Uh, it is. Yeah. It is. It is. But there's no reason that you should have both. Mm-hmm. So if we're going over a new lesson, mm-hmm. and you got your phone at your desk, and I walk by and I see you scrolling down your IG yeah. timeline. They got IGs at, you know what I mean? At 14, 13? What? <laughs> Bro, they on IG harder than us. Oh, no, Lord. Trying to follow me. Like... Well, you would see you public. So that's your fault. And, but see, but <laughs> that's a that's another imp, yeah. like that's another that's another way. That's to, the thing you got to watch out for. True. Yeah. But that also is a way to build a connection with my kids. Mm. Hmm. Because a regular teacher would say, "Oh hell no, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm not going to make my page public. I don't want these kids to see what I what I'm doing." Yeah. You know, because they got a a certain Side of their life that they want to keep it intimate. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. They don't want the world yeah, or yeah. their kids yeah. to be in their personal business. But me, I'm a coach too. So I like to promote my kids, but I also like to p- promote a positive attitude and, you know, what to post on social media mm, versus you, what not example. to post. You know, yeah, yeah. it's a it's a model. A model Instagram account. Yeah, yeah. But the kids, they like what I post. Yeah. They like the content that I put up there. Yeah. And they can come back to school and be like, Coach, man, I saw what you posted on your Instagram. Yeah. Or da 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 Of course you saw it. My page is public. You yeah, gonna yeah. come tell me that every day. <laughs> but but that's building a relationship or a report with some of my students. Mm-hmm. So that gives us something to talk about. I have a connection to alleyway into another conversation to talk about something. Mm. A kid's going to feel like they're connected to me more so than a, another teacher because the other teacher is not doing something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so. I think that connection is is big. Yeah. Um, just even just with us, like, we're so just open and vulnerable and people from our around the world connect with us because, you know, they see what we're going through and we can express it and uh, be open to it. Versus on any other podcast where they usually are not. Right. Um, And I think that's probably what most probably educators should do is just, you know, be more open, be more connected. Like you said, I was so much more connected with coaches than any other teacher I had, even though I was with, you know, teachers all day. But, you know, coaches is something where. I can open up and, you know, because they're teaching me man skills. They're teaching me responsibility. They're teaching me discipline. You know, especially in football, you bring so much, you know, team spirit and team camaraderie uh, around one another. Um, so, like, in what ways just education and being around kids and coaching, you know, young men and being around, you know, knowing you're trying to be the example to young women as well and what to look for in a man and how a man should treat you, et cetera, et cetera. Like, what ways have you became better as a man? from being in the education field? Well, <clears throat> accountability is is a is a very, very big one for me because, you know, when when you know that you have the responsibility of, you know, making model citizens, you know, uh steering kids in a positive direction, you know, giving them a, a positive influence. And stuff like that, you you realize the importance of that, and that's something checking you, keeping you account or holding you accountable mm-hmm. in terms of dealing with the kids. So it, it, it's really taught me a a great deal of just holding myself accountable 
because yeah, that's that's the next group, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the future. Like that's the future. Yeah, yeah. you know, like if we were to go back a few years ago, mm-hmm. somebody else is having this conversation about us. Mm. You know, and this world is becoming a scary, scary, scary place. It is, and. My dad always taught me, you can't reach them all, mm. but if you reach just that one, mm-hmm. then you've done your job. Mm. It's my goal to reach more than just that one. Yeah. I want to reach more than just that one. Yeah. But, you know, that won't happen if I'm not holding myself accountable. So these kids are definitely teaching me accountability. Got you. So... Is that your like your greatest fear as well? Like, you can do all that you can, you know, into one student or to one uh, young man, young one uh, woman. Like, you know, some people are gonna fall through the cracks. Is that like something that keeps you up at night? Uh, because I, I mean, feel like that's a lot of responsibility on you. Yeah, but you can't you can't fret too much on that because think about when you were in high school. Mm-hmm. Think about when we walked the halls of Channel View. You know? yeah, we walked them halls. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. <laughs> we, we, we walked the halls. We had a lot of talent walking through that building. We did. And it's 2018 now. We graduated in 2012. Yes, we did. How many people graduated from college? Just just I, in our friend group? Us two. <laughs> <laughs> and TJ, this TJ, December. Shout out TJ. He come in uh, December 14th. Yeah. Yeah, he gra- he graduated so this December. Three. Yeah, so from our class six years ago, three people. Yeah, probably probably from that football team. That's it. It was just only us three. That's it. From that year, that's it. Holy crap! That's it. So you can't really, you can't really just fret on the fact that people are not going to make it because at the end of the day. The people that do make it need to have an example of what not to do. Yeah. And that was something that I always prided myself on yeah. coming up through high school because I was one of those kids. I was a scrub when I was just coming into Channel View. And, oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we pro- we progressively got better yeah. over the years. Popular. You know. Cuter. Swaggier. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you, man. That one girl changed my life. <laughs> I'm talking about on, just on the football field. I'm not. I'm talking about in the hallways because the football team, the football field wasn't my greatest strength, but in the hallways, it was true. Shout out Prom King. That's really what he getting at. <laughs> Prom, Prom King, him getting that accolade. I'm not going to lie to you, man. That really brought, that's my greatest accomplishment so far. <laughs> it really but is. Anyways, <laughs> I always prided myself on not being the guy with all the potential in the world, but not doing what it takes to make it to that next step. Mm-hmm. My goal was to do everything they did to make themselves successful athletes, but then also doing the things that they didn't do to up the ante a little bit and, and make it into that next level. Yeah. <clears throat> so how can you preach that message? Like, like you said, to me, in our, especially in our friend group, I feel like we always handed the same kind of opportunity. Right. <clears throat> I don't think none of our friends are failures or anything. Oh, no, not no, at all. They're definitely, all. you know. Everybody has a different path. Everybody, grown freaking men. 
you know, and but some people, I feel like in Channelview, we all <clears throat> get stuff the, day, the, the same opportunity. Right. My thing is, how come people just don't care about their lives or make bad decisions or make or put other things that's that's probably valuable at that time or something that they want to achieve at that time, but don't think about the future? Because they don't know. They don't know. And that's that's the real reason that I have a strong love for teaching. Mm-hmm. Because the things that we didn't know when we were in high school, mm-hmm. me going to college, being a college athlete, graduating, mm-hmm. and doing all of those things, now I can come back and give to those kids what I didn't get when I was in school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like <clears throat> we can't we can't be mad at those people that came before us for not making it because they didn't they didn't yeah. have somebody giving them yeah the the recipe towards their success you know and sometimes you got to bump your head but sometimes there's some bumps that you can't recover from yeah you know and the the perfect learning tool for the up and coming kids is just look at the history yeah look at the people that came before you mm-hmm. how many people had the opportunity but didn't do what they were supposed to in order to get to yeah. the next step. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, the people that came for us on that football field, <clears throat> it really just, that makes me sad, like, honestly, because I know we don't, we don't know the opportunity we have until after it already passed or it's already been taken away from us. But... The fact is that I kind of want to see that lower, that number being lower. You know, like I want to, because I feel like Channelview is is that, you know, and I feel like we have, you know, you, your brother, both outliers. You know, I feel like, you know, especially Coach Trey started and you and, you know, Jalen going to push it through, especially in Channelview. But before then, um, I just, I feel like, we just didn't know. Like, we didn't, like, we we just literally just shot ourselves in the foot, yep. you know, and and I feel like it's it's probably across all, across the, uh, the country, and I'm just trying to understand and, and figure out why and how we can just eliminate that because to me, sports is a, it's a vehicle, you mm-hmm. know, it's a vehicle to change, to make better men and women in this world. Um, it teaches a lot of different things. Especially football. Especially football. And that's why I always say I'm closer to my football teammates and my basketball teammates. Like, it's night and day. Um, but I don't think people see it or, like, I don't know if we're doing a good job of telling these kids that it's an opportunity to not only change your life, but you can impact the world. Yo, what's good, everybody? This is Hafiz, and hey, you just watched a short sample of our latest episode via Patreon. Go ahead and go to our Patreon page to check out the full episode. That's www.patreon slash roommates. And guys, we got so much dope content on Patreon, including the rest of this episode, as well as bonus content from us and access to our worldwide community. That's www.patreon.com slash roommates. Link is in the description below. Look forward to seeing you guys there.